Welcome, everyone. Um, welcome to the Start Somewhere podcast with Sarah Vaughan for Marie Claire. And this week, I'm so incredibly delighted to welcome my very, very dear friend uh, and legend uh, in her own making, Dr. Marty K. Casey, who is the founder of the Ungun Institute. Hi, Marty. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sarah. Oh, wow. It is always such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for having me on this morning. And you look so beautiful. You look like sunshine. Oh, you're so sweet. I I mean, everyone, I'm not wearing a scrap of makeup (laughs) or anything, but that's very kind of you. Thank you, Dr. Marcy. So Marcy, as you know, with this podcast, we, you know, I start by, by asking you know, how did, how did you start out in life? Where did you grow up? What were kind of your early influences on your life? Well, I am from St. Louis, Missouri, and I grew up in a, a small town, so to speak, um, called Penrose Park area. And uh, this was an area where my great-grandmother was one of the first African-Americans to purchase a home in that area. But um, by the time I came along in 1971, it truly was an all-Black neighborhood. But uh, what I loved about it is that everyone was so neighborly. Kids could play outside. Uh, things were were safe. We even had like a uh, public bus that, uh, that would go down our street uh, or what have you. And so you, you always would see new faces and and um, you just felt like life was, had um, a front and a back door is what I call it, a place to come in and a place to go out. And and uh, a little different from, from what we're seeing now, but that's, that's where I grew up. That's what I, that's the place that I call my home, my safety net. Uh, although my mother and and I, my mother, my brother, and then my father for a while before my parents got a divorce, we lived all over um, the city of St. Louis. By the time I was um, in the ninth grade, I had already attended 10 different schools to just kind of give you an idea of how um, unstable a little bit my life was being uprooted because of, of the uh, dynamics of what was happening with my parents, but my great-grandmother's home on Lee and Shreve was the place that I called home. So uh, just a couple of years ago, Sarah, I actually, um, I've written and directed and produced uh, my one woman show called It's Not a Man's World. And that's based off of my upbringing uh, in, in, uh, at my great-grandmother's house. And I play six characters where I play uh, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, my brother, myself, and my daughter. Wow. Wow. I can't (laughs) wait to see it when I'm able to. And so, I mean, you obviously, you mentioned, you know, you produced and directed and started in your own show. I mean, you you, you were born with a great love of of the arts and performing. So please tell us how, 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 you know, was was that innate in you? I mean, like, you know. It's so funny because if my great grandmother and my father was, was still alive, I'm sure they probably would be arguing across the table on who, where I got my talent from because they both could sing really well. And so I kind of get it a little bit on my mom's side of the family and my father's side of the family. Uh, So music was always something that was inside of our home. Here in the United States, there was a well-known show called Soul Train. And Soul Train was the the show uh, that was produced out of LA where everybody would, all of the hit 
uh, artists will come and perform and everyone be dancing in the audience. Well, every Saturday morning, my dad, you know, would uh, make us clean up. But after we cleaned up the house, we then could turn on Soul Train and start dancing and singing. So, <laughs> so I developed a love for music at an early age. I really did. Um, but I really I, I didn't know that I had the gift to to write or to act until I began to tap into a little deeper into my emotions. And that's where um, seeing seeing some abuse and some things that was not the proper things for children to witness. My father was unfortunately an alcoholic and he was very verbal and sometimes physical abusive to my mother. And that was very difficult for my brother and I to, to witness. And, um, you know, you hear me say all the time, hurt people, hurt people, healed people can heal people. So I grew up as a hurt little girl and I had to get to a place where um, I needed to unleash that hurt. How, how do you get rid of that? Once someone imposes that hurt on you and it goes inside of you, what do you do with it? How do you pull it back out? You know, so a lot of times what people do, they start lashing back at other people. That's the the one way to get it back out. It's like, you know, well, someone hit me. Well, I'm going to now slap them. And, you know, that's just, and you think you feel better, but you don't. We just continue to um, spread that, you know, the negativity. And uh, I, I knew that there had to be a better way. So I started playing with my Barbie dolls and <laughs> I would, uh, <laughs> I would create these skits when my parents would argue and fight. I get my dolls and I would make sure that Barbie was winning. She would always beat up Ken and then <laughs> me and, <laughs> and then Barbie and Skipper would fly off on the Barbie airplane somewhere across the country and we probably came to France where you were I don't know Sarah but but in my mind it allowed me to recreate the story of what was actually happening in real time and I felt better on the inside and I developed this skill as a little girl and fast forward by the time I turned 25 years old here I am about to take my my very first tour around the world um, with a stage play because I had been developing that skill all my life. So I just recently gave that skill a name. What was that called that I was actually doing? I was, I learned how to ungun. Mm. And that's the name that I gave that. When you can ungun your emotions and your pain and your hurt, and you do that by using the arts to reverse that hurt and pain and now create love, create something that allows you to, to develop a gift that you can share with the world. Yeah. That's what ungunning is. Beautiful. And, you know, you, you've had this extraordinary kind of career as an artist and musician. And then, you know, what was really kind of the moment for you where, where, where you found this? Was there a moment? Was it, was it a kind of process? You know, t- tell us about what happened for you. Yeah, well, I, you know, I was in high school and that's when I really was unraveling and falling apart emotionally. Uh, like I said, by the time now I've made it to um, my second high school, Webster Groves, and um, 
I found myself in a very unfamiliar place. I had just come from a high school where there was predominantly blacks. Now I'm in a high school where it's predominantly white and I'm shifting every, I mean, just every way you can think of I'm shifting, but I can sing, I can sing and I'm getting in trouble. Just got suspended again. And my music <laughs> and my music teacher, she kept me after class one day and she said, she says, Marty, you're gifted. She says, and doors is going to open for you. She said, but they're going to close as quick as they open because you need to change some things inside of you. And I really didn't understand what she was saying, but I kind of understood what she was saying. I was angry. I was angry and I had an attitude and it was like, you know, I didn't, it appeared as if I didn't care about anything and anybody, but I did care about music. So the fact that she, she put that, you know, she made me visually understand I might not be able to do the one thing I really love because I have an attitude. Oh, I, I gotta get rid of this attitude because, oh, honey, I'm gonna be the next Whitney Houston. Oh, I know I'm gonna be the next Whitney, right? (laughs) Well, that didn't happen. But the good news is I did change my attitude. And she and I are still friends today. Um, I was about to ask you to touch with that. Oh my goodness, Vicky Bourne. That we're still friends on Facebook. I love her. And I I, every chance I get, I I remind her. She went above and beyond as a teacher. She um Yes, she did. She didn't have to say that to me, but I'm so glad that it registered. So in that moment is when I really began to work on myself and she allowed me to sing um, any song I wanted to sing at the Black History program that was coming up that year. And I still sing this song to this day. I'm going to sing just a little bit of it for you. But I I sang this song and I'm telling you why it, it shifted for me, Sarah. After I finished singing, the entire student body, even those who I was bullying and I was being mean to, they stood to their feet and they clapped for me and the and my teachers clapped for me and the, I mean, the whole student body. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. And I knew then that my superpower was inside of my voice. And I had the choice to where I could use my voice to uh, there's power in our tongue, you know, there's life and death in the tongue. And so I could use my superpower to either save a life or take one. Wow. And I choose to use my power to save lives today. Oh my God. And the world is such a better place for, for you having made that decision. So are you please going to sing us a song? I am. I'll sing a little bit of that song. Um, it's it's a it's 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 a it comes from um, it's a black well I think it was done by Mahalia Jackson I believe but anyway it goes uh, now Lord you don't have to move the mountains but give me the strength to climb now Lord. Don't you take away my stumbling blocks, but just lead me all around. Now, Lord, I don't bother nobody. I just try to treat everybody the same. Oh, but when I turn my back to East 
the pain, you know, they scandalize my name. Oh, oh Jesus, mm-hmm. you don't have to move the mountains, but give me the strength to climb. Oh, now, Lord, don't you take away my stumbling blocks. But just lead me all around. Oh, that was amazing. What a voice. What a talent. And, I mean, you, you are moving mountains, Marcy. I mean, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. And, you know, I'd love you to talk about, like, you know, how you're living this purpose now about using your voice and your talent and what you discovered, you know, as, as a girl, you know, mm-hmm. to help others now. You know, it's interesting um, that you would say that I'm moving mountains. I, thank you for saying so, but I have to give you the secret of how I am able to move a mountain. I am really only responsible for the biggest rock I can pick up and throw in my own hand. And I throw that rock as far as I can. And then it's someone else's responsibility to pick up that same rock and they throw it as far as they can. And before you know it, we have now, we've been able to hit that mountain, but we did it with a team effort. Everything that I do now today, Sarah, has been done with a team effort. I realize that there, I don't believe there's anyone successful in life that have been able to be successful just by their own uh, power or their own will. It, it, it's really about connecting with the right individuals that believe in what you believe in and together you all can you can chip away at that mountain by throwing that rock individually, but we all have the same target. And so um, that's how I have been able to do that. But it's hard to be on a team when you are, you're, you're trauma, you're full of trauma or mm-hmm. drama or negativity. Who wants anybody on their team like that? You know what I mean? So you really have to, you really have to work on self. Um And I think that's where we are right now today. When I think about uh, the election that's coming up in the United States, when I think about um, all of the systemic racism that we're facing, when I think about uh, COVID-19, the pandemic, I mean, just all of those things. It's like the only way that we're going to fix and survive any of those things is that we first start with ourselves. Yeah, you know, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have to, we have to, I, I mean, even before I'm a black woman, but even before I can tackle the systemic racism that has been around for over 400 years now, mm-hmm. I still have to start with me, mm-hmm. how it lands on me, how it lands with on my family and my community in our nation, and then in our world. You have to start with self. Again, taking the pandemic. It, the pandemic says, wash your hands. Didn't say wash somebody else's hands. <laughs> no, sure didn't. <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> Put on your mask. 
You know what I'm saying? Social distance. So it's we have to start with everything we do. It should start with self. But we have been so busy pointing fingers for a long time and starting way out there thinking some it's someone else's responsibility. Somebody else is going to fix this or who did this? We're so quick to blame it on other people. But where does it start with you? Where does it start with you? So if I'm going to look at systemic racism as a black woman, the first thing that I'm going to ask myself How do I treat others? Because in order for me to be able to say to you, Sarah, this is what I demand in terms of respect. These are where my boundaries are. Mm -hmm. I have to also be willing to play by those same rules. No, you're you're just astonishing. And and I think, you know, this time, I mean, it is, you know, of, of COVID is an interesting time where so many people are actually coming to have to view themselves because, you know, like all the outside kind of distractions are taken away. And actually, in a sense, it is a time for each and every one of us to to kind of look inside and have that moment of reflection, contemplation, and, and actually kind of work out, you know, you know, be the change, you know, you know, very famous, famous, yeah, be the change you want to see. And actually, yeah. Yeah, you know, when you make the changes, then extraordinary things happen around you, like like the Ungarn Institute, <laughs> you know, which which is just an astonishing kind of project. And would you would you care to share with us what what the vision is for it, what you're doing, um, you know, because it's, it's it's so inspiring and amazing. Wow, thank you. Yes, Ungarn Institute, uh, as we touched on it a little bit um, already, I had to start with myself. And I needed to heal. And in order for me to heal, um, I needed to just be honest about some things that I had been through and uh, face those face those fears. And um, in doing so, I felt the freedom, emotional freedom from inside that I, I, I mean, I, you can't even put it into words. And have you ever had something, I'll even use, I'll use a food or a drink for a second. Have you ever had tasted something so good that you go, oh my gosh, I want everybody to taste this. This is so delicious. Well, that's how it was having that emotional freedom for myself. It was like, oh my goodness. If everyone could feel what I feel right now, it's like a bell started ringing, like ding, 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 ding. That's the right answer, Marty. Here it is. It's, it's like, how do I bottle this up yeah. and make it available so anyone and everyone who feels so emotionally drained and overwhelmed, how can I make this available for them so they can get to that place? So it's like simple techniques and simple things that I do, and I put it all up under the umbrella of Ungun Institute. And uh, I even use techniques even uh, from from other um, from other coaches or what have you. Um, there's a, um, Master Kim has a peace breathing school out of Chicago. And it's a very simple technique, but we use this even in Ungun. And, and really all that it is to just kind of just center yourself. I mean, when you think about breaths, that's what we need to do 
to stay alive, right? Right. This is any hard math here. We need to breathe. But when you think about trauma, when trauma hits you, it's unexpected. Mm-hmm. It takes you by surprise. Yeah, it's it like takes your breath away, right? It like, takes your breath away. You just, you literally stop breathing. It's like a, <gasps> and yep. you freeze. Yeah. You freeze. And so the the way that I describe it is like a functioning, a functioning clock. You hear the clicks of the clock, but then you see the hands moving with the clock. Click, 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 and the hands are moving, right? But when trauma happens, you hear the click, 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 and the hands stop moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what happens. It's like we, we breathe. <gasps> well, I'm still alive, but yet I'm not moving. Not moving. And that's, that's that frozen area of that trauma. How do we get it back moving again? You now have to do something that allows those hands to have a reason to move. Creativity is what does it. When you can reset yourself through the arts, create something to where you mentally take your focus off of what just happened. And now you place it in a more vibrant, happy space of your brain and then it allows you to create and and now catch those hands back up with the clicking of the clock. Now, there's other techniques that go with that, but I want to talk go back to the breathing again. So we got to get you back breathing. And what I love about what Master Kim does through peace breathing, it's a simple you know, you just want to relax. And close your eyes right now. We're going to actually do this so that those listening can can do this as well. Before one, it's free. Doesn't cost you <laughs> anything, but it will cost you everything if you don't learn how to do this. This is true. So relax. Relax your body, your shoulders, even the muscles in your face. I want everything to just let it just naturally fall. Go ahead and take in a few breaths on your own, just however you naturally breathe. I want you to notice the pattern of your breath. Now I want you to even hear the things around you. What's in the background as you're breathing? I think I heard some birds in your background, Sarah. (laughs) I hear a clock clicking in mine. I want you to take your mind off of all of those other things in the background and just focus on your breathing. And I want you to breathe in world. And exhale, peace. Think about those two words, breathe in world and exhale peace. That's what we've been doing. You can open your eyes now. Oh, that's lovely. 
That's what we've been doing every day. We've been breathing in the world, but the trauma has locked it in our bodies and we forgot to exhale peace. And I really want us to practice breathing in the world and then exhale peace. The world is throwing a lot of stuff at us, Sarah. A pandemic, systemic racism, broken homes, the loss of jobs, family members dying. That's the world. But because you are still alive, I want you to exhale peace. Because it's so important that those hands on the clock keep following the ticking for you because you still have work to do. There's so much inside each of us and we get to choose how you show up. Do I show up with energy that allows people to connect to me and I become a source of energy where they can come alive? Or do they tap into some energy from me that kills them from the inside. I want you to plug into me and I want you to get a spark. And that's how I choose to show up. And I'm human. So there are days, yeah, there is. there are plenty of days. <laughs> I don't feel like anybody plugging in and I'm happy. <laughs> so, but in those moments, I ungun. Yeah. I might stay home. I go to my creative corner and I create. I know how to be alone with myself when I am not that energy, that source that allows people to get something good out of me. And that's what we need to do. We need to know when to ungun. That's an important kind of moment of discernment, isn't it? Which is like, oh, I I need to go in the corner. (laughs) I need to go in the corner and create. I need to juice myself back up again because energy is is transferable. Trauma is transferable and there's no respect to person. You can walk into the room if you are angry and you walk into the room and, um, and then... When you come in, they're like, oh, my God, what's wrong with her? The whole they're frowning now looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) But if we come into the room and it's like, hi, everybody's like, oh, my God, seriously, hi, Sarah. It's It's energy. It's so true. Everyone should try this experiment at home. Walk into a room with a smile. Walk into a room with like a really pissed off looking face and see what happens. And look like, exactly. You will see the reflection on everybody else's face of how you just walked in. Yeah. Yeah. So true. It, that's what it does. And so again, hurt people hurt people. Healed people, healed people. So what energy source do you want to be? I want to be the light, you know? (laughs) I want to be a light. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, you know? But there are some moments that we're going to be. And And when you recognize that that's where you are that day, work on you. It starts with you. It goes back to you. 
It's so true. And, you know, I've created an app. I've created an app called Nine Ungun. So not 911. This isn't an emergency call that, you know, uh, but there are times where we do need to to take out um, time for ourselves. And it is an emergency for ourselves that we need to do that. You know, who calls the police on themselves? <laughs> I love that. That's the challenge. <laughs> calling the police on yourself. I'm calling the police on myself, right. So we really don't have a resource where we can call to get help for ourselves when we know we're the, we're the problem, we're the ones. So through this nine ungun, it just, through, through the app, it will help you to recognize where you are. And we're building this in stages. So eventually there will even, you know, be parts of it that we, through your heart rate and all of these things, you will be able to determine uh, just where you are emotionally, even if you don't want to admit it. That all the signs will be there. It's like, so yeah. Cool. Like the, the app never lies, right? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> the app never lies. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you need to take a five minute break. I mean, <laughs> it's just like when they came out with the, uh, with the Fitbit and doing the steps, it's like, I felt like I had just been moving around all day. And it's like, no, you didn't hardly move at all. Look at you, count your steps. Mm, no. I definitely did 10,000. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, you know, I could talk to you all, all, all for, for a very long time indeed. And, but I'm oh, oh, conscious that we're, 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 we're overrunning on our time. So okay. you've given us so much amazing advice and pointers but you know this is this is your moment to invite people you know to really do something so you know if people have listened this has resonated with them you know what's your top tip what what would you like people to to do well the first thing that I would like to introduce is the I can challenge and it's very simple there's three simple things I want you to say today I can forgive starts there I can forgive, I can heal, H-E-A-L, I can heal, I can live, L-I-V-E, I can live. Believe it or not, just those three statements will begin to put you on the right track of feeling better today. Forgive yourself. Forgive others who have said or done something to you intentionally, unintentionally, however it went down. It doesn't matter because again, this is about you. You're going to do this for yourself. You are going to empower yourself to be better. Through Ungun Institute Heal, H-E-A-L method, we can teach others how to do that. We can get you signed up with the app. Uh, we are, that's in development, but we want, we want you to know that um, disarming what I call trauma bullets, those are events that have happened in your life. Forgive people for those events. You can't change what happened, but you can. You have the right to decide today 
how you still react to those moments. E is engage and reverse the trauma using the arts. Create something. It can be something simple. You can paint. You can draw. You can color. There's adult coloring books out there. You can sing. Singing is even a breathing technique. Or you can do the simple technique that we showed you earlier. A is for activate your firing power by targeting your bullseye. What's your bullseye? What is that very thing in the center of you that makes you tick? That makes you feel alive? Whatever that is for you, if it's your family, if it's your job, if it's whatever it is, you need to protect that at all costs because that's the one thing or several things that make you respond emotionally. So protect that. L, look out for trauma triggers and set your safety lock. Once you understand the triggers that are associated with the trauma that you have experienced, it's important that you recognize those triggers. When you walk into a room, when you're on your job, when you're dealing with family and friends, don't be afraid to express that and tell them, hey, when I hear that or when I see that or when you say that, it makes me feel like this. Speak up so that individuals know where the boundaries are with you so that you can be your best self and stay healthy, mentally healthy. I'm Dr. Marty K. Casey, and I approve this message because I live this. And, you and are, I thank you, Sarah, for having me today. And you are such a testament to all of it. Bless you and thank you, Marty, for being you, for sharing your gifts and your wisdom with us. And, and I so appreciate you and love you for all you're doing. And, and thank you so much. Bless you. Thank you. And, and goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye.